Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I had my coffee this morning and I did an hour of yoga this morning. And now we are about to have a conversation with the owner of Coffee Yoga Life. Tamika Leon is um, a success and goal confidence. How is it? A confidence and goal coach. (laughs) Make sure I get it right because it's such an awesome job and and such an awesome interview. I know this is going to be great. How are you, Tamika? I'm good, Sarah. How are you? I am good. I'm good. I'm glad I did my yoga this morning because, uh, as you know, I had a trying to get my son to school. There was a wreck and all this kind of stuff. So I had to practice my own mindfulness and stress responses (laughs) this morning. (laughs) So we all do. We all do. Um, And so tell us a little bit about what it means to be a confidence coach and a, a goal coach. To me, there, there are two pieces to it. So I started with just wanting to help women focus on their goals. But one of the biggest pieces to it was realizing that a lot of women didn't focus on their goals because they didn't have enough confidence in themselves and in their ability to achieve their goals. So to mm-hmm. me, that's what it means. It's helping women realize that they are able to achieve their goals and helping them understand and actually define what success is to them so that they're chasing the goals that they truly want for themselves. I always ask the question, what problem you're trying to solve to narrow focus. And that's exactly what you just described is narrowing the focus of goals. Yes. And for many women, it's often about safety and security and creating that safety and security for yourself and your kids. Is that what you found? It is a lot of that. And a lot of it is also trying to fight what society expects and what your family and your friends expect of you as a woman. You know, women, we automatically take on that nurturing role. And there's a lot more to life than just taking care of everybody else. I love taking care of everybody else, but doing that at the cost of my own mental health is not worth it and it's not going to work. So it's just getting women to understand that and really own that and own that it's okay for them to have goals that don't focus on taking care of other people. So I always kind of say something really silly. And I said, I don't think there's a therapist on the planet who has had a child come and say, my mom was goal focused. She was emotionally healthy. She was well-rested. She was invested in her self-care. She was invested in others. She was just, you know, so intelligent and felt so confident in her own skin. And it's just really ruined me for life. I think I need therapy because of this. And, you know, because we tell ourselves we have to take care of everyone except for ourselves, Mm -hmm. but it is not really helpful to the people around us for us to be scattered, tired, frustrated, angry, exhausted, right? Exactly. Exactly. And in addition to you doing that for yourself, you're also showing your kids that it's okay. And it's expected you should be able to do these things for yourself. So you're showing them what it's like to have that routine so that as they become adults, they understand what it looks like to, to have that as part of their daily lives as well. 
Well, I read an article recently. I don't have a baby, but it said we have to stop telling women that they're getting a break from parenting when they take a shower. Because that's just basic, you know, if we, my dad is, you know, 65, I don't say, gosh, you really had a great day. You're so lucky you got to take a shower by yourself. That would be insane. But if it's a young mother, oh, well, you you got to go to Target and get paper towels. You got to take a shower by yourself. Like, when did that become self-care is running errands? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really it's really hard to see that. Like for myself, I don't have any kids, but I have nieces and nephews and I have friends who have kids and some have really small kids. And it's just constantly seeing how exhausted they are all the time. But their to do list is longer than mine. Mm-hmm. And they're beating themselves up constantly because they can't do everything on their list when their mm-hmm. list was unrealistic to start with. Mm-hmm. So it's the constant fear of, I can't be superwoman right now. What is everybody going to say about me? What is What does that say about me as a woman? When we never should have had those unrealistic expectations in the first place. And until we can start fighting back and really saying, this is what I need, my time, my care, and my health come first so that I can take care of my kids. But also, it's not only so that you can take care of everybody else. You are a person just like everybody else. You deserve all of that same time, care, and energy that you give to everybody else. And it's not just so that you can then turn around and give to other people. It's because just as a person, you deserve that. So I know that you're passionate about incorporating mindfulness and self-care into goals. Tell us about that process. That was so interesting when you told me about it. So for me, and this is actually the first thing that I start with, I look at one, what does success mean to you? So when I'm working with clients, that's the first thing that I need to understand. What does it mean for you to have a successful life? And then once we look at that, we look at what your schedule looks like, and then we kind of break down the action steps to achieve your goal. But before you put anything else in your calendar, first thing I have you do is block off time for Mm self-care. So we look at, and it's just looking at what your normal routine is and understanding your energy levels. So for me, I'm an introvert. So my energy levels need to be replenished on a more regular basis. And for me, it's more so being able to spend that time with myself. Mm -hmm. So I understand, okay, Monday through Wednesday, I can hit it hard. I have tons of energy. By Thursday, I need to start slowing down. And then Friday, I actually have like Friday evenings as my self-care day. And I start reminding myself of that Thursday morning. My phone is yelling at me, hey, Friday is self-care day. Friday is self-care day. So that I always have that reminder saying, hey, you need to take care of yourself. And I have that time blocked off. So having that in there is what allows you, one, to push through when you're having a rough week because you know you have that time to yourself coming up. But two, as you continue to take care of yourself and focus on your needs, then you're able to keep pushing and it helps prevent burnout. Agree completely. And I highly recommend people to use the reminders on your phone for that. I got a reminder on my phone this morning that says, I give you permission. and you know, after as many women, I had 
problems giving myself permission. I felt like I needed other people to say, okay, Sarah, you have permission to take Friday off. You have permission to whatever it may be. And uh, so that was my own reminder in my phone this morning. And I love the idea of reminding yourself. I also have a reminder that says, get better at being better to you. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So let's talk about what self-care means, because sometimes that can mean different things to different people. Um, what what does that mean to you? So self-care, I mean, you have the the typical thing that most people immediately think about. It's like the, the bubble baths and the massages. But self-care is also taking time to journal and really just process your emotions, process what you're going through. It's making sure that you're eating healthy and that you're focused on making sure that your body is getting the nutrients that it needs. It's going to the doctor, getting your checkups, making sure that everything is good and that you're not ignoring some, you know, anything that could be going on. And then that same thing is same thing for the dentist. You need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and not just the, you know, the warm fuzzies. It's if you need help, if you feel like you're struggling and you need to speak to a therapist, it's making that appointment and going Mm -hmm. in and saying, I need help. It's Mm -hmm. really looking at your, it's looking at yourself and it's looking at your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health and your spiritual health. So if you feel that you need to start going to church or you need to meditate more or, sorry, you need to pray or you need to study the Bible or join a group, it's taking the time to do that because you know that that is important to you. And having that reminder, I I love the physical health, spiritual health, mental health. Uh, I might add financial health in there. (laughs) You know, that's something it's easy to, uh, that's my go-to is not, oh, what a joy to do bookkeeping today or, uh, you know, to turn in my taxes. I actually need to go to the bank today and move. I'm changing banks uh, from a local bank to a more national bank. And I've set my accounts up at the national bank, but all my money's still in the local bank. I need to move it over. So that was a good reminder to me. Thank you. Uh, But that um, I love thinking about it in distinct areas because it does. The warm fuzzies are great and wonderful, and we need that comfort for ourselves. But I heard Gary V speak yesterday, and he said the number one way to make money is to provide escapism, whether it be movies, video games, silly cat videos, like anything to escape our own life. But we coaches know how dangerous it is to escape yeah. your own life. You end up with cancer, and yeah. you didn't go to the doctor. Yeah. You end up in a toxic relationship for 20 years and your kid's entire childhood is gone, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your experience with that? Unfortunately, I've been there. I understand it. For me, this, so I've always been huge on like personal development and trying to always just learn about myself and learn about other people. Um, one of the things that I realized was I was chasing after a dream that wasn't my own. Mm. And I was so unhappy, but I couldn't figure out what was going on. And so I was trying so many different things. I was, I was doing all of these extra activities at work. I was leading so many different, um, so many different like 
events and just we had like a lot of extracurricular activities on top of you know fun activities that we were doing just and i was just trying to find so many different things to fill a void that i couldn't understand mm-hmm. and it got to the point where i was breaking down like i was getting migraines every day waking up just unhappy and not knowing what was wrong and it wasn't until i really sat down and said okay what is going on why do i feel like this that i was able to start breaking through that when you constantly try to find ways to just feel better without understanding the underlying reason the reason's never going to go away all you're doing is prolonging the inevitable you need to mm-hmm. sit down yes having time for escape is great and you can do that at at certain times but the a part of the mindfulness is really understanding what it is that you're doing and then saying okay why am i doing this mm-hmm. so you can escape and i have no problem telling people if that's what you need in this moment right now do that but then we need to set a time to come back and really look at what's going on so that we can fix it Mm-hmm. And in my own life, I set a timer for sadness now um, because I want to process my feelings, but not practice the yes. feeling of sadness in a prolonged way. Um, and I hear you saying, yes. Yeah. So is that something you've recommended or thought about as well? It's something I've actually heard a lot of people talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I think the first time I heard it, it was, oh, what's her name? And I um Jennifer Aniston I think oh <laughs> yeah you can you can compare me to Jennifer Aniston anytime you want I will take it <laughs> I think she said she gives herself 24 hours to feel sad mm-hmm. and then after that 24 hours that's when she's like okay it's time to pick myself up and move on and that was the first mm-hmm. time I really heard that and it's not something like I don't set a timer for myself but I'm huge on journaling and I've gotten mm-hmm. into the habit of journaling now in the morning and at night before I go to bed. And that's how I process. So, but as I process, as I'm writing, it's it's funny because as I'm writing, I'll write how I'm feeling. And then I go through all of the processes on my own, just as I'm writing. And I'll come out of it like, okay, this is what happened. This is why I feel this way. What am I doing next? Mm-hmm. So normally it takes me, normally I'd say about 24 hours because I'll acknowledge it, but I don't immediately try to force it to go away. It's mm-hmm. just, I notice when you acknowledge your, your emotion, then it's easier to process and it happens a lot faster just on its own. I mean, if you think about, think about a child, when a child wants attention, it's going to keep bugging you until you give it the attention, you know, whatever attention it needs. And your emotions are the same way. It's your your brain's way of saying, hey, you need to process this. You need to deal with this. As soon as you acknowledge what it is, you're no longer fighting it. And mm-hmm. with this, it's you against yourself. You can never win. That's the reality. Whatever your, your needs are, they're going to be met, whether it's in a healthy way or an unhealthy way. Which is why escapism is appropriate for a season, but not appropriate forever. Because if I'm sad and I think, well, I don't want to feel sad, so I'm going to binge on Netflix. So I don't feel sad. Then I turn Netflix off and go to sleep and my body's still processing sadness, but not in a um, healthy way or a constructive way. 
it's just yeah. stuff, 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 right? Yeah. 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 Well, I can't possibly have a confidence coach on here without um, asking what your favorite tips are for confidence. Cause I know that's something so many women struggle with and want to become better at. So what are your favorite tips for confidence? My first thing is it's, it's probably one of the hardest things, but I think it's the most important. It's, and it's an exercise that I actually do share with my clients and it's called a self-talk exercise. Mm-hmm. So we have inner critics and we're always fighting against, you know, the mean, the mean girl in our head. And so this self-talk exercise is you write down all of the, the lies that you're, you're telling yourself about why you can't do something about why you're not good enough. And you just write all of those down. And then part of that is you write those down in, in pencil. So if you have just like a regular sheet of notebook paper, you write the lie in pencil and then you leave about four or five lines and then you write the next one in pencil. And then after you've written all of those down, you go back with a pen and underneath each lie, you fill in all of those empty lines with the reasons why that's not true. Hmm. And then every day for seven days, you go back and you reread that. And then at the end of the seventh day, you erase the lies. I love that. And there's a, within NLP, there's something called stacking, right? So it's important. We've had so much that inner critic stacks terrible thoughts in our head for so long. And then if we've had a toxic relationship, maybe a toxic boss, parent, partner gave us or should have been partner. I hate to call toxic people partners because they're not <laughs> a romantic interest. Uh, the or business partner, business uh, someone you know that you did business with, you'll say it that way. Uh, they can fill your head with toxic um, lies. And so when you, when they stack all those bad things about you, we have to stack the truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it helps our brains absorb it, right? Yes. Yes. And another thing, and one of the, the images or the visualizations that I had that actually really helped me understand like, the, the benefits of that self-talk exercises. Think of a table with four legs. The top of the table is the lie. And mm-hmm. you have to, to hold up the table. Once you start pulling away those legs, the table can't stand anymore. So mm-hmm. you have the lie on top and then you have all of the things under it saying, okay, well, this is why you're like this, or this is why you're a horrible person, or this is why, you know, whatever it is, the lie is. And as you start fighting those and proving to yourself that those are just lies, then you're pulling the legs from under the table and the table can Mm -hmm. no longer stand. Hmm. So when you can break down that table and realistically, it's only, it's only two legs that you need to pull from under the table. But it's just being able to see it and visualize that and actually see the table falling down. I think for some people, having that visualization also helps. But I love erasing the lies. I really love going back and embracing that. Well, Tamika, you are a delight. Thank you for this conversation. Will you tell people where they can find out more about you? Of course. So you can go to my website, coffeeyogalife.com. That's my blog um, on there, I talk about all things self-care, mindfulness. I have um, gratitude. We talk about goal setting and focusing on the things that make you happy. And then we also have, um, of course, Facebook and Instagram. I'm more on Instagram, but both of those are at Coffee Yoga Life, all one word. 
So, but the best place to find me is my website. And right now I actually am focusing on um, just getting everybody ready to finish off the year strong. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at building a growth mindset, understanding that, yes, you are capable of doing this and then trying to understand what it will take for you to, to really finish the year strong and then start next year just as strong. So if you had one minute to broadcast a message to the entire world and everyone got to hear you say something for one minute, what would you want people to know? Honestly, it won't take a minute. The one thing that I love to tell people is that you deserve the same time, attention, and energy that you give to everybody else. Mm -hmm. That is my message to everybody. Well, I love your message and I loved our conversation. Tamika, thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Thank you, Sarah. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I have a favor to ask you. If you have loved what you're hearing on the Toxic Person Proof podcast or love my book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof, I am asking you to hit subscribe and write a review. You don't even have to use your real name in a review, but it really helps people to know this is information they can trust. This is information that will change their lives, not just more details on narcissism, but details on how to move forward, details on how to take back who you are and know who you are. And I need your help in that. I need your help in spreading the message um, and letting people know this is information they can trust. So be sure and leave a review. Thank you so much. I know so many people want to help others and they say, gosh, I just want to help spread the message and, and help others understand what they've been going through. And one of the ways, the easiest ways, it takes like two minutes, um, is leaving a review on the podcast, sharing the podcast, um, or leaving a review on the book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof. Thank you so much for your help as we work together to help the world become toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.